Next on BYU Sports Nation, NFL Hall of Famer and BYU legend Steve Young back on the show. His analysis of Tanner Mangum. Sharpshooter Chase Fisher joins us in studio to discuss tonight's Cougar tip-off, how he gets better, and the new BYU basketball defense. Plus, BYU's newest tight end, Remington Peck, on his new position, a team visit to the Utah State Prison, and the 2016 BYU football schedule is complete. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, October 28th. Glad to have you with us alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's start with some football scheduling substance. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. BYU football has completed the 2016 football schedule. FCS opponent Southern Utah will visit Lavelle Edwards Stadium on November 12th of next year. BYU's game at Cincinnati has now been moved to November 5th, opening up the 12th for Southern Utah. This will mark the first ever meeting between the Thunderbirds and the Cougars. On media day, it was announced that there were 11 games finalized. We were waiting on the 12th. We knew it would be an FCS or D1 AA opponent. And it's Southern Utah. BYU just played Wagner. Not a lot of context between those two teams. I like the fact that BYU has gone in-state and found Southern Utah. We will have a full breakdown in just moments of the 2016 schedule. All the nuances uh, of that schedule. It is the toughest. We thought this year was tough. That is the toughest Schedule in BYU football history. I love it. Why BYU needed a game like this in just a few minutes. Here are the rest of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The men's basketball team in the Cougar tip-off tonight at 9 Eastern. You can watch that online only, BYUtv.org, the BYU TV app, and you can listen to it on BYU Radio. Jeremy and I will be on the call tonight. Women's soccer drops to number 13 in the latest NSCAA poll. BYU hosts Pacific tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's volleyball at number 6. In the AVCA poll, they play 24th ranked San Diego Friday, 7 Eastern. That game also on BYU TV simulcast on BYU Radio. It's a big day. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sweet 2016. That's right. The 2016 BYU football schedule is now complete. It will also become the most difficult schedule in BYU football history. History. Progressively more challenging schedules have become the trend for BYU and independence. Let's throw out our Twitter question right now. How would you sum up the 2016 BYU football schedule? And we will lay that out for you. Uh, Use the hashtag BYUSN. How would you sum up the 2016 BYU football schedule? Listen to the rundown for next year, starting on September 3rd with a neutral game against Arizona where the Phoenix, or excuse me, Arizona Cardinals play in Glendale. Then BYU makes the long-awaited trip to Utah, comes home to play UCLA, then neutral again at another NFL stadium in Landover, Maryland against West Virginia before coming home to Toledo, who is undefeated this year, Jerem. That you, yeah, you thought September was hard this year? It's September and October because October looks like this. Five games in September, just three in October. At Michigan State. At Michigan State, who's ranked sixth right now. Connor Cook will be in the NFL, luckily, on October 8th. October 15th, Mississippi State at home. Dak Prescott probably going to be in the league as well. 
October 22nd at Boise State. That is October. September and October, that stretch of eight games, undoubtedly the toughest eight games BYU has played uh, in in their history. That September and October is crazy tough. In fact, it's so tough, it's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five of BYU's first eight opponents in 2016 are currently ranked in the AP Top 25. (laughs) You want to know them? Game two, Utah, number 13. They were number three last week. UCLA, number 24 at home. Toledo, number 20 right now. Toledo's number 20. They're undefeated. 7-0. They could be the group five team if the AAC cannibalizes itself. Uh, At Michigan State, number six. Mississippi State, number 25. Five of the first eight are in the top 25. It is so tough. 2016, you, you thought September and then you can breathe a little bit last year. BYU's going to be holding its breath through October. Then you get to November and it, the, the pedal, you pull off the pedal quite a bit. Game number nine doesn't exactly get easier. BYU at Cincinnati. Nippert Stadium, a tough place to play. It'll be, it's brand new Nippert Stadium renovated this year. So we saw be what the Bearcats quarterbacks can do with Hayden Moore and Gunnar Keel. They'll be tougher at home. Or not do with the healthy BYU defense. And then the game that we just announced, Southern Utah, November 12th at home, opening up a three-game homestand to close things out for the Cougars in November with UMass and Utah State that Thanksgiving week on November 26th. So November, not quite the same as September, October, right? But, but you look at the home games that BYU gets in this. My goodness. UCLA, Toledo, Mississippi State. Okay, those three teams are ranked right now. And Utah State's and Utah a compelling State. game. You're throwing Southern Utah unofficially live on BYU TV, right? And then UMass, who right now is 1-6 and six and will become independent next year. The road games, my goodness. Listen to this. Arizona neutral-ish, two hours away from Tucson and Phoenix. Utah, West Virginia neutral-ish in Maryland. Michigan State, Boise State, Cincinnati. <laughs> There's never been a tougher road slate than that for BYU, ever. Hey. I mean, I, mean I'm not, I don't like being captain superlative, but I feel like I'm on, on point today with what I'm saying about the schedule as a whole and the road games. Challenging, but, but guess who's going to be a sophomore, not freshman quarterback next year? Tanner Mangum, BYU returns a ton of weapons, loaded at running back. I mean, we'll, we'll have the entire offseason to break all this down, eight months, and we will, trust me. Hopefully we don't have some countdown to Arizona. We probably will. Maybe it would be good if BYU had two really good quarterbacks next year with oh, that schedule. I see what you're doing. Nope, not going there today. I will say this. <laughs> I love the game against Southern Utah because BYU needs this game to create some balance for an otherwise gauntlet of a schedule. So, some people wonder why you schedule an FCS at all. No, BYU needs it next you year. You need an FCS. A lot of teams play FCS. A lot. SEC, Alabama plays an FCS team every year. So no griping about playing Southern but Utah. But, Jerem, those teams don't play them in November. Uh, yeah, sometimes they do. SEC opponents and, do play FCS opponents in November. Look, you're BYU. You're a beggar, not a chooser. Uh, and let's acknowledge this, by the way, that BYU is getting Power 5 teams at home now. Year six, you get, get a little more of that, okay? BYU's had Power 5 teams at home, but to have UCLA, Mississippi State, and a team like Toledo, that's not a filler game. That's a good game. Well, a team like Toledo um, out of the MAC, those are three good games. Utah State at home? Well, look You're going to have Utah the, the next year? Non-G5 teams. Even. These are the best of the rest for the most part. You mean the G5 teams? Sorry. The G5 yeah, teams. Yeah. I'm so used to saying non. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Toledo, Boise State, Cincinnati, Utah State. Those are not cakewalk G five teams, group of five teams. Four of the next best ten. In fact, I would I would put those programs in the you know the top half of college football. Those aren't uh, bottom feeders. Those are those are quality programs. So twenty sixteen's tough. Twenty fifteen was really tough because of September mostly. You have the same situation. You go on the road for three or four. You have a home game against Chosen Rosen in UCLA. But you're going to – the nice thing is BYU's, not play, BYU's only playing four actual road games. They're playing two neutrals. I know they're neutral-ish, but you get six home games, two neutral, four road. If you're just joining us, BYU finalized the 2016 football schedule. FCS opponent Southern Utah will visit Lavelle Edwards Stadium on November 12th. BYU had previously scheduled a game against Cincinnati on that date. It's been moved up a week to November 5th, thus allowing the Thunderbirds to visit Provo. And the Cougars and T-Birds, for the first time, will meet on a football field. And in September and October, the combined record of those eight teams that BYU is playing is 46-13 and 13 right now in 78% winning percentage. It is really tough. The worst team in there is West Virginia. Uh, the wait, best, wait, 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 wait. The worst team in there is West Virginia. Okay, I just wanted to say that again. Okay. The best team, Michigan State, followed by Utah, in my opinion. It's going to be fun to get Utah back on the schedule. 2016 is tough. I mean, BYU is, is putting a lot of weight on the, on the bench press and hoping to have the same amount of reps, right? There's going to be some losses in there. But, but BYU is going out and challenging itself in hopes that a Power 5 invite comes at some point. And if not, let's play the toughest schedule you can play. Is it too tough? I think it's too tough, but I would rather lean on that side than the too easy, right? Let me cite the words of the Cougar fight song. Mm. Hurl your challenge to the foe, and the Cougars have absolutely done that in 2016. Yeah, and what, I mean, expectations for that schedule, but we're in the middle of the, or the back end of 2015. We'll get into that plenty in the offseason. I, I, I'll just start with this. Getting to a bowl game will be, uh, it'll be a amazing. good result. <laughs> it would be amazing. I love it. I'm, the same week that you said, we don't care about bowl eligibility. Next year, I care about bowl eligibility. <laughs> uh, how would you sum up the 2016 BYU football schedule? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Cole underscore Duke with the first tweet of the day says, best independent schedule yet. Yep. Making the most of a non-ideal situation saying non-ideal because BYU wants to be eventually in a Power 5 conference. That's part of the makeup of the church that, that founds Brigham Young University. Tried to make the best out of, I don't know, moving from New York to Ohio to Missouri to Illinois to, the, you just, to Utah. You just try and make the best out of your situation. To me, BYU football is the Mormon pioneers to a degree. You know why I like this? Because if BYU does eventually, hopefully, transition into a Power 5 conference, they'll have a gauge of what it's really going okay. to be like. Yes, yes. Everyone realized this is what it would be like in a Power 5. In fact, it's probably tougher in, in several of the Power 5s. This is what it's like being in the Pac-12 for Utah. Really tough. And it took how many seasons for Utah to really get into that? Three. The fourth season they finished as a ranked team. The fourth season. At Tyler Smith 8890 says, we, as in BYU, might be bowl eligible at the end of it. Hey, that's the hope. And it's the poinsettia bowl, by the way. There's one bowl game set up for BYU in that situation next year. At Graham Orm says, brutal. But exactly what we want to see. If we can make it to the bye week five and three, that will be incredible. That bye week is the same week as this week next year, October 29th. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, meet the new senior 
by then. Remington Peck, his bold expectations for BYU football in the upcoming month of November. Hear what he had to say next on BYU Sports Nation. 2016, dude. It's a doozy. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight, watch the Cougar Tip-Off live on BYUtv.org and the BYU TV app at 9 Eastern time. You can also listen to it on BYU Radio. Spencer and I will be on the call from the newly renovated Marriott Center. We just revealed breaking news on BYU Sports Nation. Cougar football announcing the final game of the 2016 football schedule. It will take place on November 12th against in-state FCS foe Southern Utah. That brings us to a reminder of our Twitter question today. How would you sum up the 2016 BYU football schedule, which features six power five teams, five teams currently ranked in the top 25. At COT underscore BYU football says, Utah's back on our schedule. Yes. It looks like another challenging schedule. Our boys can do it, though. What is what is doing it, though, next year? Is oh, it getting we'll, bowl eligible? We'll have eight months Man. to discuss said question. What a great topic to discuss for eight months with that schedule looming. If someone says the word undefeated with that, I'm going to blow a gasket. I don't even – all the blue goggles in the world could not, <laughs> could not suffice not, for something not like even that. The, not even like, these ones, dude. Not even these would, ones. Nope, just, I, I still see a loss or two in there Give me those. Ones. Yeah. Tri- triple yeah. it up. Yeah. Triple it up. Okay, maybe – Okay, with these on, I see maybe like double-digit win season. That would be amazing. <laughs> Every year, a double-digit win season would be amazing. Holy cow! Okay, I'm okay. That takes yeah, a while to get all to those goggles off. Jeez, all three I'm of the blue goggles off. off. Yeah, turn those ones off. Those are making me crazy. Battery. <laughs> Remington Peck is an interesting case for BYU football. Defensive end, now the new tight end. But he's a senior. How many guys can say they played both ways for BYU football? He joins a distinct group. He also had a chance to go to the Utah State Prison and speak to some of the inmates. Incredible experiences there. And he's always bold. Remington is a fantastic interview. You will find out why if you have not experienced it yet. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard had a chance to talk to him yesterday. BYU Sports Nation All Access with Remington Peck. All right, Remington, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you're a tight end now or something? What, <laughs> what's going on there? I guess so. Uh, you know, it was just kind of something that, that came up about a week ago, and uh, I was excited for the challenge. Coach Mendenhall approached me and said, uh, I'd like you to take some, some reps at tight end and see what you can do. And so we went over there, and it's kind of turned into a permanent thing. It's not something that's foreign to you, though. I mean, you actually came to BYU as a tight end, so were you surprised? Um, I, I was a little bit. I, um, I, I kind of approached Coach Mendenhall at the beginning of the season about it, um, something that I felt I could help the team with. And, and he came back and said, no, we need you more on defense. And that was fine with me. Um, and so It was? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I was just glad to help the team, okay. um, to be honest. And so, but when he came back to me and asked if I would help, um, I was glad. I mean, I've loved tight end. I've played it my whole life. I came here as a tight end. Um, and so it's been fun to go back. It's definitely been an adjustment. I haven't played tight end for like seven years, so it is a little different, <laughs> but uh, it's something that I've done before. 
What's the uh, what's it like for you right now? Be, uh, because you're trying to learn how to play a tight end. Are you still a defensive lineman, or have you made a switch to offense? No, so still playing defensive line. Um, but I've been there for five years, so basically I know that really well. And so they're just having me practice and learn learn the tight end spot exclusively. Uh, yeah, in practice, yes, exclusively. But then still playing both ways in the game. So it's kind of a little balance, but uh, it's been fun. See, I want to know, did you make them promise you're going to get at least one touchdown before the end of the year if you're doing this? <laughs> I didn't make the promise, but Coach and I, Coach and I asked me when I'm going to put on the blue jersey, the offensive jersey, and I said, as soon as you throw me the rock, I'll, I'll put it on. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, were you targeted at all in the Wagner game? Because all of a sudden you're in there, and then I guess you played, what, 30-ish snaps or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a couple pass plays set up for me. Uh, it didn't end up working out. The quarterback ended up running. Bo, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll work out in the future. There's more pass plays going in this week. They're just trying to trying to teach me little by little. So it's been fun. Is this uh, bye week coming at a good time for the team? You think? I think it definitely is. There's a there's a lot of banged up players. When you play that many straight, um, it kind of wears on you. And I think it'll be good for guys that that play a lot of snaps. And uh, I think you'll see a big difference come San Jose. Now, the hope would be that they have ID'd you because of your incredible talent, but there's also a dearth in terms of injuries at the position, right? Was that, was that part of the reason they asked you to come uh, over? I'm not sure. I know, I know there's been a little lack of blocking at the tight end position, but also with Sampson going down, I'm sure there is, there is a lack of depth, you know, and so I'm sure that was part of the reason is why. But uh, I'm just excited, glad to help um, any way I can, so we'll go at it. Let's, yep. talk, let's talk about that position, too, uh, Jason. With uh, There's true tight end. I've heard that. And then there's you know the flexed out guy. And then Taron Houck's almost kind of been that yeah. position. Or, or this Mitchell Jurgens at the Y or whatever. Describe the differences in those positions. I would say mostly just the, the true tight end is attached. Um, attached to the offensive tackle. Your traditional um, yeah, tight end. Yeah, more end traditional style. And you still have pass plays from there. But when, when it is more of a spread, you'll have Mitch or, or Taron or Trey Dye. Those guys go in and, and run, I guess, more the athletic routes, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to get the, the first touchdown? Is it going to be you or uh, Devon? Man, I, I kind of hope it's Devon. Heck, man, he's caught so many <laughs> balls and just can't seem to get in. But, um, you know, I, I, ho- I hope to get one as well. I mean, if you're on offense, you always hope that, right? Yeah. Well, it seems like with this team – there's a lot of, of players that can be interchangeable in terms of or, or they can play multiple positions. You can plug them here and there. It seems like this team has a lot of those players, you now obviously being included in that, where you can kind of plug guys in different places and still have you know high success with it. Yeah, I think it just comes something from obviously from high school and how your body changes. It seems guys are always playing different positions, right? I mean... Just being here, I put on 50-some-odd pounds in my time here and just the weight room and maturing and different things like that. Harvey Longy, right? Um, just, pl- just the experience, it, it, it's cool because you can put guys in, in positions where they can help a team when you need it. So, so is it just Bingham guys that play two ways? Like Kenzie Talzinga <laughs> is going to play a different oh, position no, at some point? I, uh, I don't think so, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about the firesides. Um, there's one person in charge of those. That's you. Uh, so what's it like for you each week to organize a fireside on the night before the game? Um, it's actually really cool. So I don't know if you guys are, or who knows, but the team's kind of broke up into platoons. And you have platoon leaders. It was led by Coach Wintrick, and he, he kind of got platoon leaders. And, and my platoon was asked to be over firesides. And it really was an honor because that's one of my favorite things that we do here at BYU. Um, and to set up a fireside, basically all that I do is I, you know, we come up with two speakers, two prayers, and a musical number, 
And so each week I'll just ask a platoon to be in charge of the speakers or to be in charge of the prayers and the musical number. And it actually works out really well. You guys, your most recent fireside was at the Utah State Prison. And I've, I've got to imagine, unique probably doesn't describe what that experience is like. How, does, how is the, the prison fireside set apart from the others? Um, I would say a few different ways. I mean, one way you think about prison, you, you think about um, kind of a rough environment and somewhere that maybe you can't feel the spirit or something like that. And it's totally the opposite. Um, when you when you ask the team what fireside was their favorite from the year, it's always the prison fireside. And I think the reason that is is just because of how grateful they are. Um, you'll get letters months and months after saying, thank you so much, like you made our year. We look forward to this. This is the one This is the one time of our life where we don't feel judged. Wow. And, I mean, that was said this this past week as well. And it's pretty cool to, to go uh, do a service to people that are that accepting. Give us an idea of what that's like to get off the bus. And then where are you going from there until you walk in that room? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you get off the bus and you go through four or five different doors, right? I mean, you go, there's cameras on you, you go through security, um, show your ID, and then you go in another locked door. And it's like four or five before you actually get to the room. And it's in a little gymnasium. And when you get there, they, they have a, a prison choir. And most of them are LDS people, and they're, they're singing LDS hymns as you walk in. And you'd never expect that in a prison. I mean, you have an inmate up directing, and uh, it's just pretty cool to, to see um, that stuff that even goes on in a prison. Because I, I mean, personally, before I went, I'd never thought that stuff would happen. And, uh, man, you, you, you look around at all the different players and uh, the experience that they have there, and you'll see, I mean, tears flowing everywhere. And it's just really cool to see, to see how grateful those people are. You know, you mentioned just the impact that it has on these inmates, and you hear from them months and years down the line. You guys do a Q&A segment where they get to ask questions. Is there a theme with the questions that, that you get most? I mean, what, what, what types of things are these inmates asking you guys? It's actually funny. So I, I run the question-answer period, and uh, out of probably, I don't know, 15 people that stood up to ask questions, there were maybe only two or three questions. The rest of them were just like crying and saying, thank you so much for coming. Like you never realize how much this does for us. Hmm. It was actually a unique experience, though. The first question of the day, before I even said it's question and answer period, he had his hand up. And I could just tell he really wanted to ask a question. And he stood up and he said, Riker Matthews, do you know who I am? Because Riker had spoke at the fireside. And I, Riker was trying to think about it really hard. And it, it turned out to be his Little League baseball coach. That was, that was in the prison. And it was just, it was a really cool connection. Riker had spoke at the fireside. He felt he had needed to sp- speak at the fireside. And so it was really cool to see that. Wow. I was really impressed by a particular quote that came out by a uh, Sports Illustrated article. Uh, I, one of the guys said in the, in the Q&A session, I just want to let you guys know that I've seen what you've done in the fourth quarter this year, said one inmate to the team who beat Nebraska and Boise State in the last seconds of games and came back from 14 points down to beat both East Carolina and Cincinnati. It makes me feel like I can have my fourth quarter and make a comeback in my life. That was really powerful. Yeah, it was really cool. And, and uh, Bronson actually stood up and talked a little bit about our fourth quarter in life um, and kind of how it relates to football and I mean, they really are, they really do relate a lot. And I think one of the coolest, the other statements I mentioned earlier is just how the inmates said that this is the only time in prison that we don't feel judged. When we walk in the room, you feel like you actually look at us as people. And they are kind of in their fourth quarter, right? I mean, they can, they have a choice to make. They can either, uh, when they're, they're, they're all on the verge of getting out. 
at this point. And so when they do get out, I mean, they can make a change and, and have a fourth quarter kind of as, as we had this year, or they can go the other way. So hopefully, hopefully it'll help them. Not just necessarily the prison fireside, but the firesides in general. When, when, when these are over, what do you guys as players get out of these? Um, I think I think it just kind of put gives us uh, perspective before we go and play a football game um, of what's really important. I mean, right Saturdays, all eyes are on us, and we seem to be these big this big deal or, or big things are happening for us. Um, but it just helps us realize that uh, BYU football is so much more than just football, right? I mean, uh, the, you'll ask many guys, Coach Menenhall will say it, but um, a lot of guys' favorite day of the week is the fireside just because it, it just helps you realize what's really important in life, and then you get to go play a football game, and it, it's a pretty cool uh, setup as far as schedule. To see Remington Peck and the BYU football team and that experience at the Utah State Prison, watch Inside BYU Football coming up right after BYU Sports Nation uh, today. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Looking big picture with this team, 6-2 and two after the first two months to me is fantastic, given the injuries, the uh, unknown you know, no Taysom, no Jamal Williams, and still six and two. What's gone right for this team through the first two months? Um, I think it's kind of something we touched on a minute ago, but it's just that uh, this team never seems to quit fighting, right? I mean, there's been adversity, there's been there's been injuries, there's been been things that have happened, but it seems like always someone steps up. The leadership has been phenomenal on this team, and there's always an urge to get better, no matter what happens, and. Uh, we really do, no matter the score, we always believe that we can win. And I think that's, that's different than what I've had here before, and I think it makes a big difference. Coach Mendenhall uh, this week had talked about still a lot to play for, that this team, there's, there's still goals that can be met. What are those goals that you guys are still playing for right now? Um, to be honest, I think it's 10-2. and two. Um, I, I'll, just be, I'll just be blunt that uh, we believe we can win every game here on out. And if we prepare the right way, that we believe we can. And 10 and 2 to us is, is still a successful season. We definitely had um, some bumps and a couple, uh, one game that we felt we should have won and we didn't play very uh, good in the other. Um, but we feel we can still be successful despite what the outsiders might say or whatever. But it's a successful season for us if we can finish that way. Did something happen with this team when the ball came down in Mitch Matthews' hands to where? You believed. I mean, I mean, it's validating to see that and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do this. But did something happen? Because you guys have had not just one win like that, but four in that you've had to come back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a big part of that happened with Mitch as far as, you know, kind of that belief. But it started even before in the summer. I, uh, in the five years I've been here, I've never been a part of a team that, that trusts and cares about the guy next to him as much as this team. And, I, and honestly, I don't know why that is. Um, but there is a belief and there is a trust that the guy's going to get the job done. And, it, and it's cool to, to be like that, right? I mean, we're down 14. Um, we, every single person believes that we can still win the game. And it's different from years past. And uh, I, I can't pinpoint why that is. When you look at this team and everything that it's accomplished to this point, with still goals to be met, as, as we were talking about, this is your senior season. I mean, what is this like for you? I mean, when you, when you look at this for you personally, I mean, what are the emotions knowing that, you know, there's a handful of games left? 
Yeah, I think I think it can go a couple of ways, right? You can be sad and think, man, I only have a few games left, or um, I'm just trying to enjoy it the most I can. Um, I love playing with some of my best friends. I love the excitement, and I love I love game day. And so I'm just trying to enjoy it and have fun and, and finish on a good note. Um, so personally, that's what I'm doing. I think it might be different for other guys, but I'm just excited to to finish the way that I know we can. Give us an idea of what it's like on offense uh, to be led by Tanner Mangum at quarterback, a freshman who seems like he's, I don't know, a junior or something out there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Coming from coming from the defensive side, I mean, looking in the first few weeks, it seemed like he was pretty scared. Um, from my view, right, it was kind of a shock. Um, but going to offense... Didn't I show mean, that on the field. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And But coming, to, coming from um, defense to offense is completely different. I mean, he really does run the offense really well. He takes charge and... Man, he's way more mature than his age. And so it's been cool to come over there and kind of see how that works. When you look at typically freshman quarterbacks, they don't necessarily get um, the respect right out of the gate that Tanner has been able to garner. Why do you think that is? Um, I'm talking about from from you guys as teammates. Once again, I would just say um, his maturity and then his work ethic. Right. I mean, right. Coming off a mission. I mean, he's he's a mature individual. He seems as old as I would say just the same age as me. I mean, I don't see any difference. And and then I think how hard he works and gains trust from his from his peers. Um, And when that happens, I mean, there there really isn't any separation and and people trust him and look up to him and and listen to his leadership. Let's end with this. Uh, What are your hunting plans for the bye week? (laughs) Well, I'm actually going hunting right after this. Of course you are. So uh, we'll see if we see, we'll see if we can kill a few. But no, I'm actually going up to Idaho. My wife's from up there, so go visit the in-laws and do a little hunting when we're up there. So I'm looking forward to it. What are you hunting? Ducks and geese. Ducks so, and geese. Yeah. Okay, ducks and geese. It is Remington. Fantastic stuff with the prison fireside. Uh, good luck at tight end. We expect at least uh, two touchdowns the rest <laughs> of the year. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Fantastic stuff from Remington Peck. I wish we had more time to talk about it. We don't. You can watch Inside BYU Football with more on that visit to the prison immediately following BYU Sports Nation today. But look who's in studio right now. He's making gains. The guest lineup just gets better. <laughs> Chase Fisher, the sharpshooter, why BYU basketball will keep rolling offensively and more importantly, get better defensively. Stay with us. Chase going hunting, too? Welcome back on a Wednesday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Check out the women's soccer team, now 13th ranked in the country, right? That is correct. Uh, BYU and Pepperdine, a big match for the Cougars who are pursuing a, is it fourth straight, fifth straight West Coast Conference championship? All they win is championship. Fifth straight, yeah. Now, that, now they need a Fourth win, straight? not a tie. They need a win tomorrow night. Fourth straight. Fourth straight, says there the play-by-play. Let's refresh today's big-time BYU Sports Nation headline. The Cougar football team has completed the 2016 schedule. FCS opponent Southern Utah will visit Lavelle Edwards Stadium on November 12th. BYU's game at Cincinnati has now been moved to November 5th. More reaction for that on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. Joining us now... Guest number two today, Chase Fisher, sharpshooter extraordinaire, one of the best-dressed guys on all of the BYU campus back in Studio B. Chase, welcome back, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Tell us about this shirt, because it's not a BYU shirt. It's a West Coast Conference. <laughs> yeah, this is the shirt. West Coast Conference gift from last year you oh. get when you go. And actually, I, the tournament? 
Yeah, to the West Coast Conference Tournament. I lost mine, and I found this one in – I think it's Jake Toulson's, but I haven't told him yet. Maybe, <laughs> well, Kyle, Collins, maybe Kyle Collinsworth. I'm not sure, but I've commandeered it as my own. Well, that, now he knows. Yeah. So. Okay, so I want to rewind to a moment that happened on Friday at Boom Shakalaka during the three-point contest when you looked at me and you're like, review the tape, Spencer. Review the tape. What was that all about? Uh, I thought Jake didn't get his last – the money ball off in time, but it didn't matter. We lost by three, so – but yeah, it wouldn't I wanted, have mattered I wanted, anyway. Yeah. I just wanted a review. Those guys were cheating all night, but you know what I love <laughs> about you know what I love about that chase. I love that you're competitive in anything and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, some say I'm a little too competitive sometimes. <laughs> I even pushed the cameraman out of the way. Maybe that was for effects. I don't know, but Ooh. I just wanted a little review. But nice. I didn't get it. Did you have fun at Boom Chocolate? Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. The uh, the only thing people don't know is we practiced earlier in the day for I a couple hours. I so. mentioned that. Yeah, it was. I was pretty tired. To, to give be you honest. an excuse, yeah, you looked but, a little tired. No, it's fun though. It's good for the fans to come out and good for the. I think the young guys to kind of get their name out there and for everybody to kind of see them and be in front of fans. So yeah, it's a good time. Where will BYU make the most improvement this year, coming off of last year? <laughs> uh, I think two areas for sure. One will be our inside play. Uh, offense and defense you know we had Corbin who really came on strong at the end of the year but you also had Kyle Davis and Jamal Eights uh, if he can stay healthy and uh, those two guys are really really good at the four position and they they kind of give us a new dimension we didn't have last year for sure Uh, and also defensively I think you know we're not gonna tone down our offensive mindedness per se but you know I think we'll have a little bit more of a defensive mindset and we want to hold teams and we don't just have to out outscore teams I think you know that'll kind of be a little bit different than last year. Quincy Lewis was on the show and described to us this new pack line defense. Can mm-hmm. you describe to us kind of the difference we'll see this year? Uh, well, pack, last year a lot we got up in the passing lanes and kind of denied and played a little pressure just because we wanted to speed the game up, get out and transition. This year the guy on the ball is pressuring the ball, but the other guys are in what we like to call gaps. So you're going to be off your man a little bit, and when the guy with the ball drives – there's going to be guys there to stop him. But it, it, it is, it's tough because you have to recover out to shooters. And so your closeouts it, need to be better. Closeouts will, be, will have to be better. But um, it, it's tough to play against. Even like when we're playing against it in practice, it's really tough because if you beat your man, you've got another guy and you have to make a basketball play. So I think we're kind of making other teams you know, make a play and, and really force them off the line. So and hit a, sh- hit a shot yeah. more than get to the rim. And make a contested three instead okay. of you know, wide open kick out threes off you know, straight line drives and stuff. So. Well, you've got rim protectors now as well with Nate Austin back and Corbin Kafusi developing. Yeah, I forgot about Nate. Yeah, it's it's huge, man, to have the four really good big guys, you know, down there. And it's a good mix of experience and some young guys and a lot of athleticism. So, you know, if we do get beat, it's good to have Corbin down there, Kyle Davis, Jamal, and Nate. So, you know, some guys to protect the rim. So I think that'll be a big improvement for us. Chase, the preseason poll and teams come out. Some people just ignore it. Some people use it as motivation. BYU picks second behind Gonzaga. That's probably fair given what's happening and where the programs are at. Um, you were in all uh, preseason selection. How do you treat that stuff? Uh, you know, personally, I don't really pay attention to it. You know, I'm, from, I'm a different kind of guy than most people, though. I, oh, we know. I, I, I really just like to kind of stick to myself and do my own thing and uh, not really listen to what other people say. But, I mean, it's good, that stuff, for personally to be recognized for that and Kyle and also those polls, I mean, yeah, Gonzaga's been really good, but I think, you know, we can use it as a little bit of motivation because we want to win a conference championship, and, uh, you know, that's our goal. So, yeah, I think you can use it both ways, but for me personally, I don't really pay a lot of attention to it, but it's it's good. It has its positive aspects. 
couple of tweets in from those watching right now, BYU Sports Nation, wherever and however they're watching. At Everyday Jess says, Chase Fisher in studio days are the best days. At BYU Sports Nation days, specifically. Yeah. So there's that. And then at Tim Lacombe, at T.L. Lacombe says, love when Chase Fisher goes with the browning lid. Yeah, well... We had Remington Peck on, and then you come in name. with a browning lid. Hunting man, theme. Beautiful yeah. name. Yeah. Well... I'm going to hit the first one. That's Hey, that's awesome that she says it's the best day, but I want to let everyone know I've got a wife. You know what I mean? We're not married, technically. <laughs> She's married. Jess oh, is married. Okay, well, never yeah. mind then. We're all good, yeah. so we're on the same page. There's but. another one. At Mary D. Blanchard said, public service announcement, Chase Fisher on BYUSN right now with the emoji face with hearts and now, the eyes. Now Mary, <laughs> now, Mary is married as well. I know that. I know those two people. That's okay. They're both married. That's right? it, awesome. They're just admirers then. That's fine. BYU that's... athlete crushes. <laughs> yeah. Admirers from afar. It's, or that's in great. the second row. Yes. Hey, that's awesome. But I want to touch back on the second one with the browning hat for Tim McComb. I said this previously, and I kind of wanted to give it a public service announcement. You know what I mean? I just want to let him know I'm about three things. God, guns, and America. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are I so West Virginia, dude. I exercise my Second Amendment rights. You know what I mean? I love God, and I love America. Best country in the world. I'm so happy so that's you came all on the show to today. So I'm a little, I've been West on Virginia. one lately. but I'm so happy you're so. on the show today. What? <laughs> Tell us one thing about Ripley that we don't know, because we don't know anything. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I don't that you wouldn't know. I mean, it's a really it's she a just about it's Ripley a big farming community. Okay, okay. Uh, it's about thirty minutes outside of Charleston, which is uh, it's like South Jordan, and it's not Salt Lake, but it's a big city. It's the capital, West Virginia. So you're kind of close to a big city where you can kind of do all the things you want to do. But it's a farming community for sure. It's very country. Uh, I live on a farm technically. My parents kind of made it into a farm. It's like 160 acres, so it's. Did, did lot- you have animals on it? And yeah, cows yeah. We, we had some cow- cows and all that. We had some cattle. Yeah, I didn't milk the cows, but yeah, there were cows being milked. If you want to say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that sounded weird, but uh, yeah, it's a good place. I love my hometown. It's awesome. Chase, always baby. a pleasure, man. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us in studio. You can watch Chase Fisher tonight. Chase. In the Cougar Tip-Off, live on BYUtv.org, online-only broadcast, or listen to it on BYU Radio. He guarantees at least one three where he points at both of us. Absolutely. Okay. There we go. I like that. Chase Fisher, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, Steve Young, NFL Hall of Famer, joins us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, you can watch the rebroadcast of this show if you miss the live on weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Coming up right after the show, Inside BYU Football, if you missed it or you want to watch it again, 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on BYU TV. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, friend of the program, BYU legend and NFL Hall of Famer Steve Young. Steve, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. That's good to be in Studio B. Studio C is my spot, but I'll I'll hang with Studio B right now. Okay. Hey, we'll take the backup role, Studio B. (laughs) Steve, I have a question. How do you recover from the energy overload of working Monday nights with Ray Lewis and Trent Dilfer on Monday Night Football? Does it seem like there's energy there? um, We're actually... Uh, Ray and, and Trent have obviously played together and were friends for a long time, and that that's uh, uh, and then I, you know Trent's a really good friend of mine. So and Ray and I have just become good friends. So we're just we really have a good time, and I don't know that we show that or that it comes off that way, but we really do enjoy it, and it's a lot of fun. 
And, um, you know, I, I, I really look forward to it more than really any time in the past that I've done it. Is, uh, it's, it's more fun every week. Steve, when you look at Tanner Mangum's play so far this year, has had to step in as a, a true freshman, and BYU is still 6-2. and two. What have you thought of his freshman year so far? That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, and, uh, you know, back when he was a senior, when Trent was a part of Elite 11, I think I might have spoken about this, um, Trent told me, he says, you know a kid named Tanner Mangum? And I said, I actually do because – in my ward, uh, Kelly Cook, whose uh, uh, sisters, it's uh, Tanner's, uh, his, uh, her sister's uh, boy, and they, and so I've known of him for a long time because she keeps me up to date. And and uh, and uh, he said, "Well, I don't know if you know this, but that kid is one of the all-time greats." I said, "Well, geez, he's a senior in high school. What are you talking about?" He said, "Look, I do this at eleven, and I go through the kids, you know, around the country, and I've done it for years." And I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this. And he tied with, uh, at that time, it was with Jameis Winston. Uh, he tied the number one spot with Jameis Winston. So since then, it's been in my mind, but he went on a mission. You didn't really think much about him. And then all of a sudden, when uh, Taysom got hurt and Tanner ran in, ran in, I was like, holy cow, it's Tanner Mangum. There he is. So I had a feeling, because Trent's somebody that he really does love football and study football and puts time in and really digs in with the guys and does not just, can you throw the ball? Can you read a route? But so many other parts of their, of uh, their personalities and leadership and the game and everything else. And so they really test all that um, uh, when he's with them. And so he was just so impressed with them. So I was not shocked uh, uh, at Nebraska. I was not shocked uh, at Boise state. I just, I thought that, you know, from what I'd known of, of him, uh, from his family, and then also what Trent had told me, I, I just kind of felt like he'll just do well. I mean, and, and he has. And I, I think it's really amazing what he's accomplished. Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Steve, when you look at Tanner Mangum and the miracles that he's pulled off, BYU now 6-2 and two with four games to go in November, San Jose State, Missouri, Fresno State, and Utah State. What do you expect the Cougars to do over the final four games of the season? Well, I, obviously been a great season. It's obviously, you know, for, for me, I look for, um, you know, because I'm with ESPN, I get to see those guys a lot. The contracts with ESPN, being independent is, uh, you know, uh, working without a net in general. Uh, look at last week, trying to put together a schedule. It's, it's uh, you know, Tom Holmes always trying to find a, a great games, but it doesn't always work out. And so, uh and having that ESPN contract is huge. Having us be kind of exposed that way, and we have to be winning. We have to be showing, you know, be entertaining if nothing else. And then obviously need to win. And this season has done that. Um, it just fundamentally not. You know, you can you can compare. You can say oh, the season's successful or it's not, or you can, you can have that opinion. But fundamentally, keeping this thing going as an independent with what we have to do to keep that in place, this has been a success. Um, and so now as it finishes out, obviously if we can get, uh, in, you know, nine or ten wins and um, get placed somewhere, who knows where we could get placed if we could kind of finish out that way. But I, I suspect if, you know, I, I'm, I, I want to I win them all. I think we can. I think the team's getting stronger. Uh, whenever we have a really good quarterback, BYU's in the top 20. Just look back 30 years. And, uh, and so – I think with Tanner, uh, you're going to have somebody that's moved very quickly, grown up very fast, can handle it, 
and it's going to get better and better. And so I, got, I have very high expectations now uh, for BYU because they have a quarterback that can go the distance. Steve, Taysom Hill has options. He can graduate and quit football. He could graduate and go to the NFL. He could graduate and transfer. He could come back to BYU. What do you want to see him do? Oh, it's just, it hurts. I hurt when I think about this. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, Taysom and I have become friends over the years and, um, and had conversations, and I... <laughs> You know, uh, I you know this has nothing to do with Tanner because Tanner's a phenomenal human being and phenomenal quarterback and going to be great. So this is not really about that. It's really just feeling so bad for Taysom and, and the uh, and the injuries because when Taysom took the field in Nebraska after at halftime, I just I I couldn't believe the improvement of his quarterback skills of the parts that are so vital to playing the position. And then even as a pro looking at it, you know, like what could he do? What could he, could he kind of transition? And I thought I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. And then, then you know, then he got hurt. And I just, I, in fact, I, I remember at the moment at the time saying, he's going to win the Heisman. And I, look, that, look, I'm talking crazy, but that's just what I said to myself. Yeah. Or said to someone else. I just said, look, he's going to win the Heisman. Wow, and uh, so this has been—it's been just brutal to think about because the truth is, I, I don't think—I don't think he comes back to BYU. Um, I think that, uh, and, and I know, and I have not talked to Taysom about this, so so just this is this is just my opinion. Um, I think that he would probably look for somewhere else to go, but in college, and 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 play for a year so that he could set himself up to. Uh, to go pro. That would be kind of how I would be thinking about it. Um, and that's painful. And it hurts to say. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to talk about it, to be honest with you. But I don't know that the there's another way to, to really think about it. Um, going straight to the pros, uh, I, I, don't, I think it's worth trying to go play some more football and put a full season of health together and really show yourself. Um, now, you know, if Bronco and, 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 and everybody wants to talk about it and figure out how he plays and finishes at BYU, then that's super great. But at this point, I just, it's a little, I don't know how that works out. With the gauntlet schedule BYU faces next year, I would not say no to Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum both being at BYU. Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, you, had to, you, just, you, you don't want to scare everybody. Oh, my gosh, Steve Young just said Taysom Hill's going to leave BYU. <laughs> Everyone, don't drive off the road. Stay, stay, stay on course. No, you're, you're... Because I would love that. Okay, I just want you to be clear. I would love that. That would be super – I would be very, very happy if they stayed together and Taysom came back and they played together, I, that would, that's my number one choice. And, but and, I just I have to be realistic. And you're right, Steve. There's this kind of idea that Taysom Hill has given everything he could to the program and no one would blame him if he left. I mean, it, I think there's that feeling of if Taysom Hill can get a shot at being healthy and if it's Stanford or Michigan or whatever, those two make sense, then so be it. If he comes back to BYU, great. You figure it out with Tanner. You, you guys figured it out in the 80s with all those guys, Mark Wilson and Jim McMahon. You figured it out, and yep. you, you had we talent did. on the field. We did. And, you know, uh, that's actually interesting. I hadn't thought about that because I, I, it's true. And even, even with Joe Montana and myself, there's a creative tension that was there that brought out, you know, the, the, the guys that benefited the most out of the two of us being together were the 49ers. 
And in some ways, BYU would be the great beneficiary of having both of them. And they could work that out. So you guys got me re-energized by that. Okay. I, that, let's, let's go with that one. Let's go with that. <laughs> Steve, it's always great to talk to you. We look forward to your uh, approaching football life project with NFL Films and Jeff Benedict. Uh, thanks for the time, man. Oh, you bet. Good to be with you guys. Steve Young on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. This has been one of my favorite shows ever. Remington Peck, fantastic. Chase Fisher, always great. Steve Young, legend, awesome. Interesting thoughts relative to uh, Taysom Hill. And the 2016 schedule finalized. This has been one of our five greatest shows of all time. Mark it down. Show number 571 is legit. (laughs) 571? Nice. Can you believe that? Wow. Up next, we'll put a bow on one of our all-time shows. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan in Studio B. If you missed it, BYU football has completed the 2016 schedule. FCS opponent Southern Utah will visit Lavelle Edwards Stadium November 12th. BYU's game at Cincinnati has now been moved up to November 5th. That schedule is a gauntlet. It's a doozy, as that as Ned Ryerson would say on the on Groundhog Day. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Future guests include former quarterback John Beck. BYU Soccer's Matty Lyons, head coach Bronco Mendenhall of BYU Football, will join us on Friday, and Sierra Parker. We are going to announce the latest Twitter contest winner. Game Day Grub. From BYU Sports Nation. Yes, the Game Day Grub Challenge. Challenge. And it goes to, I hope I say your last name right, Jessica Bezant of Highlands Ranch, Colorado, sent in a picture of her kids holding... I think that's a BYU football cake, it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Homemade cake. Look at that. It's got the uh, Y logo on it. Fantastic. The she kids' wins. faces win it, though. Yeah. She I mean, wins the cake's a, great and all, but the kids' faces win she it. She wins the Dennis Pitta signed football, a bunch of BYU Sports Nation swag. Thanks for participating in our latest Twitter contest. Thank Nicely you, Jessica. Done. Shout out to Highlands Ranch, Colorado. We will have a new contest, perhaps, coming up later this week, if not sometime in the very near future. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Remington Peck. The dude brought some great stuff in his interview, and he's playing tight end now. That fireside stuff was powerful. It was great. How would you sum up the 2016 BYU football schedule, everyone? Our elite tweet of the day from at KevinWatson88, he says... The 2016 BYU football schedule is complex compound of awesome, bring it on, and the season of heck. <laughs> yeah, he said heck. This is BYU, so that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We remind you, Inside BYU Football coming up next, 1 Eastern time here on BYU TV. Hey, thanks to Remington Peck, Chase Fisher, Steve Young, and everyone on our crew. This has been one of my favorite shows all time. It's been great. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join Jeremy and I tonight for the Cougar tip-off live on BYUtv.org, men's basketball and the blue and white scrimmage. You can listen to that as well on BYU Radio. Our show on demand, download the podcast on iTunes and or the TuneIn app. For Jeremy Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Chad Robinson, BYU Whoa. Sports Nation, back to work tomorrow. <laughs> Jeremy's breaking stuff.